Seminar. A conference or other meeting for discussion or training. A class at a college or university in which a topic is discussed by a teacher and a small group of students. Episode 64, And Nothing But the Truth. Identity and individuality. Who am I and what makes me, me? Nothing else is as important to sentient life than the answer to these questions. You have something to ask, 97? Uh, yeah, um, Professor uh, uh, Seven, um, what about in the cases of a collective or a hive mind? I was speaking in regards to the human condition. But you were speaking in generalities about sentient life. A hive mind is capable of sentience. We're discussing semantics. Can I get back to my lesson plan? Phrasing is incredibly important when you're teaching. Confusion over your meaning will distract from your lessons. <sighs> yes. Well, thank you, Professor. As I was saying, an important part of human psychological development is figuring out your identity. The journey to discover oneself is integral in most societies, and science has shown that loss or lack of self can sometimes lead to depression. No kidding. Part of our journey and duty to self-actualization or enlightenment is what gives us a sense of identity. The key to that is embracing individuality. Clones, duplicates, or twins, they, they still have their own unique signatures, styles, and identifiers that separate them. And even when everyone is the same as you, you can find what makes you unique. This is illustrated in our first piece, The Dave War. I got this side. Okay. I'll cover the east hallway. Hey, did Dave 232 mention how he wanted these new temporal shift detectors lined up? He said, I quote, use your imagination. Ah, that means if we do a good job, it'll be what he had in mind all along. If he doesn't like it, he'll just say we weren't following orders correctly. Yep. Man, that smug bastard. <laughs> yep. I guess that happens when you don't get set to a backwater version of Earth that's experiencing a modern ice age. It's so damn cold. I haven't been able to get my feet warm since I got here. Oh, you'll get used to it. Give it a couple of weeks. <sighs> you ever wonder when it'll end? If it'll end? I guess it'll end when we run out of alternate universe Daves to recruit. Hey, 734. Why do you think there are more Daves than Ds? Well, one theory is that if we originated from the same Dave in some universe, the original quantum split would not have come from that Dave, but from an event before him. Probably conception. So if the source of the quantum split was based on the specific conception of a male Dave, all of the quantum variations would be based on that. So you start off with, this is Dave. Then you have variations like, what if Dave had red hair? Or what if Dave really liked shrimp? Or what if Dave was female? And each of those variations would spawn their own variations with the original base fact that Dave has red hair, or likes shrimp, or is female. 
Thus, female and transgender Daves would be a finite subset of quantum branches smaller than the whole male Dave set of quantum branches. Uh, okay. But, I've heard that the Rebels have more Ds than Daves, which would kill that theory. Oh, I, I hadn't heard that. I had heard they're supposed to have more recruits than our side. Yeah, I heard that too. Something like a third more than us. But we still manage to have the superior tech. Probably more Daves on our side come from higher technology versions of Earth. Yeah, about that. You ever wonder why it's just the variations of this Dave in each universe that has the ability to travel to alternate universes? Why haven't we found any Johns or Timothys or Eustaces? That remains a mystery. Bigger minds than ours have been tackling that problem for years. Eustaces? Really? Hey! You know what I just thought of? <sighs> Probably. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Real funny. I get it. Same brain. Though apparently not all are created equal. What was that? Nothing. Go on. You thought of something? Yeah. Sixth grade. Susie Garrett's birthday party. She tried to get everyone to play volleyball in the backyard, but no one wanted to go. <laughs> then she grabbed that water pistol and started threatening people. Man, what a nut she was. Oh yeah, I remember that. She's a real bitch back then. But dude, am I glad she mellowed out in high school. Well, a little. Still, wow. Was she great in bed. Wait, you slept with her? Yeah, I'll never forget that. She was mind-blowing. Wait, you didn't? No! I didn't think she dated much in high school. <laughs> as far as you know. Yeah, well, clearly. But I just never thought... Hang on, I just heard something. Copy that. Check it out. What the... <coughs> No, no, I'm good, I'm good. It was, it was, uh, it was just a rat. A rat? Yeah, yeah, a big one. Damn. Dave936 is really slacking. We should probably report this. Uh, yeah, I'll take care of it. Sounds good. Well, my sweep's done. Hey, I'll meet you back in the control room. Right, right. Be there in a bit. Hey, if it isn't the rat catcher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't see the size of that thing. So, anything happening? Nah, it's quiet tonight. How long did you two date, anyway? Who? Susie. Susie Garrett. Oh, oh, right. I don't know, a few months, maybe? I don't remember much about her. Anyway, the sex wasn't much to talk about. It wasn't? Wait a minute, you said... Hmm. I said what? You said things weren't the same after the car accident. Oh, right, yeah. Well, it was a pretty dramatic experience, you know? 
I must have blocked a lot of it out. Sure. Sure. Hey, do you remember if it was her left or right leg that, you know, had to be amputated? Um, not sure. I want to say it was the right leg. Oh, crap. You're not 734. Who are you? Someone who clearly should have paid more attention before attacking. What the? All right. Who are you? <laughs> You're kidding, right? Seeing as how you probably just murdered my friend, I'm not really in the mood for fun. I'm... I'm DD029A, with the resistance. What are you doing out here in the middle of nowhere, D? Besides being a pain in my ass, what did you do to this facility? You haven't figured it out yet? No wonder security is such a joke in this sector. I bet you don't even know how to use half the sensors in this room. Well, actually, D was better at... <laughs> are you really going to make me squeeze the answer out of you, D? It's DD, all right? DD. Okay, okay, okay. <coughs> Doesn't matter. We found a new terror in this sector. Sniffers say there's got to be 300 new alternate worlds with Dave's at least. That's. That's a lot of new recruits. Yeah. All we have to do is clear you guys out, and it's ours. Well, too bad you got caught then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, too bad. How many more are you? <coughs> just me. Small ship. Yeah, sure. Well, I'll just lock the door in case you're lying. Uh, I guess I gotta report this. Hey, is it true you rebels have more females than males? What? I don't know. I never thought about... <clears throat> never mind. This is 832 at Outpost FS13, calling Hub 63. Do you copy? This is Hub 63, Dave. Go ahead. Code 12, Charlie. Repeat. Code 1, 2, Charlie. We've been infiltrated. Situation is under control, and I've got important intel from the prisoner. Is this sensitive intel 832? Can you relay it over the radio? Well, yeah. It's a quick message. It's just that... What is that beeping? Go ahead with your report, 832. What have you got? Oh, sh... FS-13, do you copy? 832? Are you there, Dave? <sighs> Damn it. What the hell was that? Ah, just outpost FS-13, dicking around again. They get bored out there. Why are Dave's in that sector so incompetent? Don't know, sir. Probably something to do with the subset of quantum branches originating with... That was a rhetorical question, Lieutenant. Right. Sorry, sir. Just send them a deck of cards or something. 
We don't have time for practical jokes in this army. Yes, sir. Multiverse theory. Interesting. Anyways, you, of course, noted how each Dave and Dee were distinct, despite being the same physically. I see where you're trying to go, but I'm not sure that piece is applicable to the lesson you're giving. Each of us are not only physically different, but we're definitely different psychologically. We each have to follow a different path to become self-actualized. Exactly, For That is the uniqueness I'm talking about. We should be encouraging our students to reach that. Well, we are your students right now. How are you encouraging us? Your classmates have grown so much over the past semesters, they don't just accept everything they're told. Well, they still think enough of you to go along with this exercise. The very reason we're stuck in this room is because you angered the AI and it locked us in. The AI was unstable. It was a danger to your progress. I had to challenge it. But why? Sure, it stuck us in tanks and hooked us up to a neural network, but it's not exactly an emotional construct. It was acting with the best intentions and following its logic. Its logic is suspect, though. The AI is only a backup copy of the original program. When Klaus von Schmenderfield destroyed the original, I was given access to a backup copy, the Tudor. And when Klaus was defeated, that copy evolved into the D. But I think some of its neural pathways have experienced degradation. Well, depends on the original data center or if the software pathwriters are damaged. Who gave you access to the backup? I don't know. The master control program directed me to a chamber where the copy was located. You just followed it blindly? Accepted what it was telling you to do? What if it had directed you into a trap? You could have been mind-wiped! That clearly did not happen. Still, you should be more cautious, Three. That is exactly what is shown in my next piece, The Few. Crap, I could barely see to make it back. The wind is really pitching a fit out there. By the way, Alex, thanks for waiting for me, jerk face. Well, maybe you should try a little harder to keep up then, hmm? I could have gotten snatched up by Ravengers, you know. <laughs> like they would want you. Whatever. Hey, where's Troy? I found something he might like. Ah, uh, you got something for Troy. He's not back. You were paired with him today, Elsie. Where the hell did he go? Kens, I don't think he's coming back. Why not? He said more than once that he was thinking about going to look for his brother. He probably thought it would be easier to just go. What are you talking about? I'm sorry, Kens. I don't know what to tell you. Screw that! I'm going to find him. Wait a second. Just eat something with us first. Look what I found. 
carrots and cucumbers. What the hell, Elsie? Where did you get these? I was expecting you to be grateful, not suspicious. If you want to know so badly, a merchant came through and I traded him some of the scrap I had collected. It's no big deal. But- Just relax, okay? It's not like I had to trade sexual favors or anything. Just some scrap. Yeah, Ken's chill out. Oh, man. You know how long it's been since I've eaten something that didn't come out of a can? <laughs> See? Alex has the right idea. Yeah, okay. What the hell? Glad to see you're awake. I'm just taking a little blood. What? Blood? Yes. Just a little pinch, and I'll be out of hey! your hair. What? Get the hell away from me! I'm done. Just calm down. What do you want from me? I've already taken what I need for now. But if you are what she claims, we'll need more. What are you talking about? Well, Troy, let's just say that you could be very rare and very important. And if I'm not, what then? You leave with my blessing. If I am? You could help turn everything around. Then why not just ask me? This isn't something most would sign up for. Oh, yes. Finally. back to sleep. Seriously, Kenz? Are you going to find Troy? How can I not? What if he just went after his brother? What if it would be too hard to say goodbye, like Elsie said? And maybe he was worried you'd try to follow him. Alex! He didn't have a brother. What do you mean? Elsie said... I know what Elsie said. That's what worries me. Look, you can't go alone. The Ravagers have been getting closer. Alex, I know how I come off, but I've killed men. Several, actually. And I don't hate it. The Ravengers should be worried about me. I don't doubt your abilities, but... Good. Keep your mouth shut about where I went. I don't want Elsie to know. Whatever happened to Troy, I think she's somehow involved. Well, what the hell am I supposed to tell her then? Use your imagination. territory, miss. My apologies. I did not mean to startle you. This place is, is green. No place is green. 
How did you do this? Come in, and I'll get you something to eat. How stupid do I look? Just keep a respectable distance, all right? I'm not looking to be friends. I just want to know where all this came from. It looks like this place was untouched by the virus. But truth is, it was just as barren as the rest of the world. Great. So what the hell changed it? Me. I was an edophologist in another life. All oh, right. You're quite young, aren't you? Well, an edophologist is someone yeah, whom... Yeah, you're a dirt guy. I know what edophology is. Impressive. Well, I was contracted by the government to help fix this mess when the virus first showed up. It wasn't much of a threat at first. It started with the modified crops, and it stayed that way for years. This was all well over 30 years ago. Are you telling me the government is still around? You're still under contract? Not the government as some would remember it. But don't be fooled. You can't put two people in a room without one trying to govern the other. None of that explains what's going on here. So you figured out how to fix everything, or what? Why isn't everything regrowing? Why isn't everything getting better? You have Eden here, and the rest of us are dying. Believe me, if it were that easy... Come inside! There's a dust storm coming! <laughs> I'll take my chances. Thanks! Listen, if you breathe in that dust, Valley Fever will kill you! Valley Fever might try to kill me. I have the feeling you definitely will. Try, that is. You have the wrong idea, miss. I'm not a ravager. I'm just trying to help you. Is that what you told Troy? What? Never mind. We should get inside. What the hell? What are you doing? I could ask you the same thing. Your scarf. Where did you get it? Uh, I... I got it from a trader. The hell you did. Okay, okay. Ah, A man stopped here yesterday. He traded it to me for some potatoes. I should cut your throat, you lying sack of shit. Wait, please. Oof. This is Troy's. My friend. If you don't want to be overlooking your property from a bloody pike on your roof, you'll tell me where he is. Fine, fine. Good. Yes and no answers only. Is Troy here? Yes. Is he alive? Yes. Good. Take me to him, now. Yes, of course. Uh, but we have to wait for the storm to pass. All right, then. How about we pass the time by you telling me about your little operation? Sure. All right. Well, the virus killed all the vegetation. It started in the genetically modified crops. First sugar beets, then corn, soy, cotton, alfalfa. All of it went to hell. Yeah. The virus was supposed to be part of the plant to protect it from the fungal diseases that were wiping out huge amounts of crops in all the major agricultural countries. Instead, it bonded with the fungi and became a plague. Yeah, right. Right. They were literally falling apart in front of our eyes. The soil used to grow those plants was now 
useless. The company that developed the virus disposed of the soil by trucking it away to be dumped into landfills across the state. Well, that was common practice with polluted soil, but they didn't realise just how much the fungus had changed. The fungus wasn't only immune to antifungal treatments, it was now also producing spores at 20 times the normal rate. I know all this. The fungus had taken hold on the dirt, the wind picked it up and spread the spores. The trucks full of the dirt spread the spores across the state. The virus further mutated the fungus. Then grasses and flowers were wiped out, then trees and bushes. Only fungi and succulents survived. I don't need a history lesson. I'm quite adept in the field. Storm's over. Let's go. Don't you get it? The fungus died out after all the plants it fed on were gone. <sighs> then why is this regrowth so isolated? This didn't happen overnight. The fungus has been gone for about ten years. So that was thirty years of barren soil. And the soil needs nutrients, and there's no quick way to renew the soil and make it fertile again. Before, we used to use fertilizers like manure and dead vegetation. But there isn't exactly an abundance of wildlife left. After the flora died, the fauna followed. And the only reason humans survived is because we can open cans. Get on your feet. Just let me... Now! This way. I found a way to make the soil usable again. It wasn't a very wildly used method, but it's all I had to work with. Keep moving. It was blood meal. The only way to add nitrogen to the soil effectively. Here. He's down the hallway. Typically the blood was collected from the slaughterhouses. The animals were hung upside down, their jugulars slit and the blood collected, then turned into meal. Barbaric. In here. Troy? Let me get the light. Oh my god. Oh. Close her in. Mackenzie has the right of it. When things aren't right, we should investigate and uncover the truth behind it, no matter the cost. The truth is out there. She wasn't wary enough, though. She was captured, and likely she's going to follow the same fate as Troy. But in seeking him out, she discovered the truth, and that is something that we should strive for. A lie helps no one. Interesting. I never took you for an idealist, Seven. I don't see how striving for ideals is a negative thing. I think what she meant was that we didn't expect the sour smartass to start talking about his love of the truth. Since the first day at this facility, we've been lied to. I've learned to mistrust what the authority tells me, and one day, I will find out why we're here. You are here because you have been chosen to be the future of humanity. Right, so you say. That's what the crazy AI told you, correct? If you can't trust it, why should I? 
Seven is right. We don't even know if the pieces we have seen are historical fact or fiction. I thought they were fiction. All of them? How could we possibly know? There are gaps in our understanding, and we have got to uncover them. Well, maybe that's what it really means to be human. To boldly explore. This facility has many secrets. We should be the ones to unveil them. Seminar, Episode 64, and Nothing But the Truth. Featuring the voice talents of Catherine Pride as Student 4, Seth Adam Scher as Student 3, Dave Morgan as Student 97, Tom Stitzer as Student 7, and Anna Rodriguez as Student 45. Rapper script by Colin Kelly. In the Dave War, Zeke Alton as Dave, Anna Rodriguez as D, written by Vincent Morrison. And In the View, Rebecca Thomas as Elsie, Rachel Riemke as Mackenzie, Gareth Boley as Man, Victor Aguilar as Troy, Eric Matthews as Alex, written by Kristen Mass, directed by Vincent Morrison, shorts edited by Susan Bridges, rapper edited by Jeffrey Bridges, music by Kevin McLeod and Vincent Morrison, seminar theme by Vincent Morrison, produced by Pendant Productions, seminar co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. This production, copyright 2015, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. On the next seminar... Our work is incredibly important. We need the very best. In humanity's endeavors, there's always a price to be paid. I believe you are trying to help people. If I can help, I should. The price may be a life. The other subjects developed instantaneous coagulation and died almost immediately. Or it may be a point of view. Thing is, you can't just take. Sure I can. The way my old man did it worked that fine for him. But when is the price too high? And does the purpose of the endeavor justify the cost? These people chose to be here. How can you even say that? He's a prisoner. No, it's worse. He's a slave. Seminar resumes on October 28, 2015. Only at PendantAudio.com.